This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Because if you can tell me what your habits are, I can tell you what sort of a person you are. I can tell you what your future looks like. But like I always say, life is 10% what happens to you. It's 90% what you do about it. The people who are most effective in the workplace believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past. When people don't believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past, they begin to disengage. You're listening to The Circuit of Success, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve success in every facet of life. Only on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Now, your host, Brett Gilliland. Hello, welcome to Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, and today I've got the privilege to interview Ray Ray McElrath Bay. Ray Ray, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Uh, I can't complain. This life is great. Um, it's been a wonderful experience thus far, and I can hope that that continues. That's right. So for those of you that may not know Ray Ray, I'll let him tell the story. But, uh, you know, if you're like me, you like a good movie, you like a good sports movie, you like a good Disney movie, and you like a movie you can watch with your kids. You know, I got four boys, Ray Ray, so we're looking for a, a movie over the break. Your movie, Safety, just came out on Disney+. Plus. And I give it a 10 out of 10. I'm not a movie, uh, you know, guy that rates movies for a living, but I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. How's that? Well, that's, that's fine. Although you're not a critic, uh, but <laughs> uh, I, I think that's wonderful. I'm glad um, about the, the exception of the movie thus far. People have uh, really liked it and yeah. I think that's great. Well, we'll talk about that. So again, this is Ray Ray. He's uh, the inspiration behind the movie Safety on Disney+. Plus. And uh, we'll dive into some of that stuff, Ray Ray, but maybe okay. for the people that haven't seen it yet or just kind of listen to this podcast and say, okay, who's this Ray Ray guy, man? And, and kind of give us some of the backstory. What's made you the man you are today? And, and how do you get to where Disney all of a sudden wants to make a movie about your life? Well, um, to make it quick, I came up, uh, I guess, in a troubled background, troubled kid. I did some things I wasn't necessarily proud of as a young man like getting kicked out of elementary school. Uh, so it, it goes back that far for me. But uh, my mom was addicted to crack cocaine growing up. Uh, my dad was in and out just given the situation that him and my mom were going through with her addiction. And so um, I came up like that and I stopped living with my parents around um, eight years old. And I started living with the coaches that I played with. Wow. So I lived with my uh, little league football coach and then my AAU basketball coach. And I spent some time with my high school principal. Um, so I bounced around a little bit uh, as a youngster. Um, I did do the foster home thing. Um, luckily, it wasn't that that long for me. And then one of my fo- my foster home experience is not is there were not always great foster homes, but the the one that I do remember the most is 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 a pretty good system that I enjoy. Um, it brought a lot of stability in my life. Thinking back yeah. on it, um, but you know, coming up, going through that, being raised with my coaches. Um, I have seven siblings. So um, although Faymar is one that I uh, yeah, in the movie I'm taking care of, uh, I have other siblings that I had custody of as well. Um, and what number so, was Faymar? Faymar was it's eight of us. He was number five. Okay. Are you number, number one? Number, number six. Number six. No, I'm the oldest male. I have two older sisters. Okay. Yeah. Very well. crazy, man. So, so, so that happened, and you see so you bounce around, and and then uh, um, I luckily get a 
you know, earn a scholarship to Clemson University. Um, I go up to Clemson University, and during my first year, um, things were pretty well. The summer of my first freshman year, um, my younger brother wants to come visit me, my younger brother, Fabian. Uh, he called me all summer, over and over again, over and over again, just, when can I come? When are you going to buy a ticket? So, you know, I finally got enough up, got up, enough money up to buy him a ticket. He flew in from Vegas as an unaccompanied minor, and um, he started you know, hanging out with me on campus, um, enjoying, you know, the student athlete life. I did have summer classes at the time, but they were not as strenuous as, you know, during the times uh, fall, during the fall semester. So um, we bounced around, played, played football, always went to practice and he was there. He enjoyed it. So towards the time, it was time for him to go back. Um, where the movie differs slightly is that when I received Faymar, there was a scene where me and my mother, you know, switched custody. That happened before Faymar, you know. Wow. We, well, that happened before the whole thing, before everything went down. Um, I ended up getting custody before the NCAA came along and all this other stuff. But uh, nonetheless, because I had to get him in school and things like that. But Faymar was at Clemson visiting for the summer and decided he didn't want to go back home. Um, and, you know, I had been in situations with my parents, so I knew, like, you know, some of the struggles he was going through. But I guess they have been a little bit more dire for him at the time. And so he didn't want to return back. And so he told me he wasn't going back. And, um, you know, I was like, you know, I gave him an option. So you can either go back or go to foster care. And he said, yeah, I'd rather go to foster care, which, you know, made me take notice. And uh, he asked me, could he stay with me? And, you know, initially I said no. <laughs> uh, I, but I... He was still adamant about going to foster care, which made me consider it a little bit more. So I went to my mentors. I had two mentors at the time. Uh, one gentleman cussed me out. Uh, wow. told me that because um, he understood that I wasn't in the position to take care of a kid because he was paying my cell phone bill at the time. He was, you know, looking out for me, making sure I had things that I needed. So he already knew I didn't have any money. So and then he knew he was a student athlete as well. So he knew the things that come along with being that. So, yeah me getting the kid at that time just seemed crazy. And um, one of my other mentors, uh, he was like, go for it, Ray. <laughs> you can't do any worse than your parents. Right. And and I, I thought about it and I took both of their advice and I did it. <laughs> wow. And, yeah, and you think too, I mean, with what you grew up with, I mean, what was family a, a foundation? I mean, I, I, it doesn't sound like maybe it was, but but did you have it kind of in your body, if you will, in your mind, in your heart, that, man, you wanted something more for this kid? Oh, most definitely. Um, but that's how I came up. Family, family was always big for us because yeah. with my siblings, we had to stick together in order to, you know, try to survive against my mother's addiction. Yeah. We all, we all battling that beast. And, and um, for those who don't know, that's, a, that's one that's a hell of a beast. And so we, we're going back and so we come together almost, you know, the camaraderie of siblings to try to combat the addiction. Yeah. And we had our moments where we lost a lot of battles. And what but, was that like when you say losing a battle? If you, I mean, you said you're pretty vulnerable and transparent. What, what, what does that mean for those of us listening? Uh, well, that means that she, she's high today and we saw the signs and we didn't step in to try to prevent it. Uh, we didn't do, we didn't take some of the necessary steps to even prepare ourselves for that night. Because there, there, we begin. If you live with the addict long enough, you'll start to notice their triggers. Sure. And so, um, that's losing the battle is seeing the triggers and then not stepping in to try to fix something before things get out of control. Got it. And, 
And so we will go through the day trying not to add to the triggers. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be the trigger. Right. And so we because we, we'll know what the night will bring. And then that next morning. And then that's if she's there. So it's gonna right. be it's gonna be a rough few days. And so yeah. I mean it was it's unfortunate, but um I think it's one of the one of the better tools. It taught me to be adaptable. Like I gotta because everything could change in a moment. And I was used to that. Yeah, that's unreal. So then, so then, uh, Famar stays with you at college. You kind of hide him for a while, right? We don't give too much of the movie away for those people that haven't watched it, but he comes to you and, and, uh, stays with you. You're hiding him. What was that day like when the coaches find out and they say, Hey, Ray, Ray, man, we figured something out here. This isn't good. The coaches didn't find out. The coaches found out, um, not to give away the movie, but how the coaches found out was through the paper, mm. the newspaper. That's like, right. It, that it, article. It, that's yeah. right. It became a national thing. It became a, well, very local, very, it became, it was on the front page of a, a local paper. And then that took off. Yeah. And so that's when they figured out like, oh, he's really here, here. Yeah. Like he's here. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, fa- fast forward a year from that, it was our, like Oprah was on or something like that. It was, yes. your story was on yeah. Oprah. That's crazy. Yes. It was a ro- one little roller coaster for a, a 18, 19 year old. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, then so think about that. Uh, your your you know troubled upbringing, as you mentioned, and then now you're here. You are as a football player in college, playing on the biggest stage, and and now you're trying to also raise raise a child. So so talk to us about that, man. What was that roller coaster like? Um, during that time, it was the adjustment was hard um, in the sense that I was never a parent before. It was I had helped take care of my siblings, but never yep. to the extent where now every morning he wakes up and looking at me. <laughs> yeah. And so. <laughs> Gotta get him to school um, and feed him breakfast. Yes. And yeah. Yes. Uh, those things um, became more routine. Once I got into a routine about the daily, day to day stuff, it became natural for me. It became helpful to me because it was structured. Yep. And one of my biggest problems in life was not being, in, not having structure. It's typically when I get crazy and things go not so well for me is when I'm idle. Right. So the more. I have to do the better off I am in most cases. Yeah. It keeps me busy, make sure I'm staying on top of things. Yeah. What do you think you learned that discipline? Um, being raised by coaches. Uh, yeah. I think that that being coachable and being raised by coaches helped out with that a lot. And then I learned from an early age that respecting good behavior could change the things for you, can can change people's, you know, whole outlook on who you are. Hmm. And this was after alternative school. Um, I went to a, I think Bell South sponsored it. It was like a, what was it called? Peer, not de-escalation, but it was peer mediation. It was it was some type of program where they rewarded good behavior. Okay. So they were giving, as a young man, they would give us monopoly money for doing good deeds. So if we held the door, if we were helpful to others, if wow. we were respectful. And so- it, and You're how old at this time? That program, that happened when I was in second grade. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, then, so they're teaching uh, the foundations that you weren't getting at home, basically. Right. And then the, and then another one happened towards the end of fifth grade going into sixth grade. Okay. Where it was uh, those programs that got me outside of my normal environment that helped me understand, like, the things that respect and attitude could get me. Like, those things, if I changed those things, how, how far that would take me. And how hard was that to learn? I mean, did you embrace that as a young man or is that no, something no. that you fought? No. Like, oh, you guys yeah. are full of it. I don't do structure. No, that wasn't yeah. my dick. That wasn't my <laughs> thing. Uh, even with one of my coaches, I had the hardest time calling 
and telling him where I was. Huh. This was right before cell phones were prominent and everybody had one, but I would change locations and not tell anybody because I was used to moving in that manner. Right. And I didn't have to tell people where I was going and when I would be back. Right. And but that it was a problem for me for the longest. Yeah. Um, did yes, you feel like you were? It was a weak thing. Did you feel like you were weak if you did that, or like what was the feeling behind that? No, it was more so like why? <laughs> like why is it important? Yeah. I'm gonna be back. I'm coming back. And, Don't worry about me. Right, because I didn't need nobody to worry about me, and I and for for me it was someone looking over me, and I never had anybody to look over me like that. So mm-hmm. it's like you you in my business for what right. reason? I don't know. Cause I know why I would get in my mom's business like that because she was doing something she had no business doing. So I, I, I equated attention with me being doing something negative. Yep. So we don't need to, you need to pay attention to me. You need to go do something else. Yeah. So worry about yourself. I'll worry about me. Right. Yes. I I rebelled early on uh, a lot. Hold on. How's mom doing now? Mom's great. She's great now. She's working still. Addiction is a day-to-day thing. It's uh, each day is a new day. So that's what they teach you in the program. Yep. You know, just worry about today, get through the day clean. And that's that's how I look at it for myself as well. Just is how you doing today? That's right. You get to see her very often? Yes, yes. I see her often. Okay. Uh, what she think of this movie? Well, um, she's happy for me, but I have mixed feelings for her. Yeah. Because um, she can't do anything but be happy for me publicly. Because anything else will be seen as, you know, possibly sure. ungrateful or something else. But I know it's, it has to be hard for her to to have to go, you know, national television. Now the world knows your addiction. Right. And the world knows you're an addict. And the world sees what some will consider your shortcoming. And the pain that goes with that. Because there's, there's not like a, a happy moment for her in the movie. It's not like a moment right, where right. she comes back and, and she's a hero. Yep. And so... Um, I, I, that's one of my great, you know, that's one of the things I just don't like about the movie myself. Yeah. Um, cause, cause that's, she's a lot more than an addict. What would you and, say? What would you, if she were right here right now and I made you tell her something, what, what's the one thing you have learned from her that's positive? I mean, everything I learned from my mom is positive. If, 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 if nothing else, mm. hell, I know what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so with that being said, with that, having that and me being comfortable with who I am and who I've become makes me excited for all the things that I went through with her. It, it makes me look back and think that they were necessary because I, I can talk about the things. My story wouldn't be my story if right. it wasn't the things that I went through. And so whereas I w- some people might resent their parents at this point in their life for the things that they went through, I, I, I thank my parents because I'm different that way. I'm unique. And, and, and unfortunately, it might not have been in a way that they wanted to happen. But I know this is not what they have. They didn't want what happened to happen. Like if right. it, if it was for them, the ideal situation was, you know, married forever, millions of dollars, home, all the kids good. Yeah, I think everybody set out for that. But if it if it doesn't happen, um, I'm not one to just, you know, be like, forget your intentions. Because I thought I always knew my parents loved me. I never thought their intentions were malice or uh, in any way of life something that would they didn't have any malicious intent is what i was thinking about sure so um i'm not perfect either and i've had my shortcomings in the things that i've done that i'm not proud of so until like i say fix your own house i can't go out and mm-hmm. you know go knock down somebody else's that's right and so, but but for my parents man i i love my parents 
And I thank them for all the things that they instilled in me and all the things that they did. And for them to have the courage to let somebody else try it. Because um, a lot of parents will hold on and not let go. Yep. And and will hinder their kids in a sense. But I had well, the pride, right? That makes me think of pride. Pride comes in and they're not going to let that happen because of the pride. Yes. Yes. Not going to accept help because of the pride. Um, not going to seek help because of the pride. Yep. And my dad was a very proudful man. He could have did that. And and just not let somebody else take care of me. That wasn't state, like that wasn't, you know, bound by the state is, is a lot. Yep. They could have said no at any time. That's right. But, they, but I, I think they were having my best interest at heart, besides to let me go ahead and do the things that I needed to do in order for me to make it. Was uh, sports for you, was that one of those things kind of a – you know, get your mind off everything because you, you know, you played AAU basketball, you know, you obviously played football and other sports. I mean, was that your getaway? Yes. Um, it was my getaway. It was the way I fit in. It was the way um, I wasn't alone on most days because I always had a group of guys that wanted to be either on a team or competing against me. Yep. And so sports was definitely a safe haven for me. And it was a, it was a tool. It was a vehicle to get to the places I wanted to go. Yep. At first, it was a, it was a lifestyle for me though. Um, it was it was all I ever wanted to do, and then I had to come to grips with that not being what I was going to end up doing for the rest of my life. Yeah. And then even if I made it to the NFL, it still wouldn't be what I would be doing for the rest of my life. At, at most, it'll be for a quarter of my life. That's right. And so, um, just just having those different thought processes and perspectives always helped me move forward with how all the things that life throws at you. So what was it like when, uh, do, do you call Disney? Does Disney call you? I mean, what's that whole, obviously I've never had a movie made by, uh, about my life from Disney. So what's that process like, man? How's that happen? Well, you, uh, typically you go back and forth. You, if you have a story, luckily my story was national. So other people picked yep. it up. It had some traction early on in the early two thousands. So it was still a, a wonderful story. So it's not like I, I went to three studios prior to going to Disney three or four, I think it was. And you sign a deal, and then you wait. Hmm. And if they going, if they make the movie, they do. If not, the deal expires, and then you're on to the next deal. And you typically really, you typically really don't have much conversation unless they get. Because a lot of the times they buy the rights just to hold it, just just in case they they might want to do a movie. So that, so the next guy doesn't make it. Yes. Yes. And how long is that deal? So Disney says, hey, our company one is going to say, you know, Studio One says. Here's your deal. Is that two years? Is that two months? What's that like? Eighteen months to two years. Okay. And then they'll tell you, we'll give you this up front. And if you don't make the movie, you keep the initial. Uh, if we make the movie, then you keep that and you get whatever on the back end. Yeah. And so initially, I just only got always got front end money. Yeah. But yeah, I get this. Okay, cool. And then you know, eighteen months pass. Oh, time to get a new deal. Time to get a new check. <laughs> Let's see if I can find somebody else to sign me up. Right. And then, um, and just kind of did that for years. Um, not too many years, but because there was like two, three years in there where I wasn't under contract. Yeah. But then, you know, Disney's platform came along. Um, Disney Thank God Plus. for Disney Plus. Yes, 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 yes. Can't, can't fight that. Can't. No. And so, um, and from there, like, I, they got the rights. And then when I signed with Disney, where one pe- one person might be extremely excited to sign with Disney, for me, it was like, oh, okay, that's, here we go again. Right. Let's, let's go try to make a movie, for real. Okay, let's act like we're going to make a movie. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, <laughs> I went back to work. I was at work, minding my business, because it was towards the end of this deal. It was, um, I think, towards like the 12th or 13th month into it, where, you know, I get the email, you know, like they greenlit the movie. I'm like, oh, like, really? Like, what does that mean? They, they, so I call them, you know, <laughs> which was, yeah, they're going to make it. It's, it's happening. Wow. You know, serious? Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'm at work crying. Uh, just excited and happy about everything that's happening. And um, from there, it was... Who's the first call? Who's the first call you made? I don't know. I can't remember. I think I called <laughs> my mama. I think I called Faymar. I might call Faymar. Faymar, they're going to make a movie about us, man. Yeah, they're they, they, they going to do it. They're going to do it. Because I think, no, I didn't call my mom because I didn't want to tell her. Because I typically don't tell people anymore. Because once, you know, how many times you do it so many times, it's like me crying wolf. Like, oh, yeah, I just saw a movie there. So once they said it was greenlit, I was like, okay, it, it still didn't really hit me. I cried, but at the same time, I didn't want to tell anybody just in case, you know, yeah. it's not, things are not in ink sure. and things are not done. And so um, I think I called Faymore and told him, don't tell nobody for a little while. That's all. And how long ago was that compared to then the movie being done and out in December? Uh, I think it was two years. Okay. So this has been going on for a couple of years. Yes. yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because we, we finished production right before COVID. Okay. And then, um, yeah. So yeah. So you were involved, pretty involved, right? You were on set quite a bit. Yes. All over the place. Uh, I trained the cast. Um, I guess I, I got coffee a lot of the times now. You're the errand boy. Yeah. Yeah. Trying How to true is the story about Famar and, you know, the, the people that are watching, I'm, I'm pulling my jersey. How, 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 how true is that story? No, it's not. It's not that true. More so uh, <laughs> was that um, we, we, there was a, um, what would I call it? Um, a, a signal, a check we had for an alignment. Yep. And that we named after him, but it was based on us knowing that if they they pulled this, that if they if the alignment if they lined up, they tied in behind this, like it was three yards behind the line. If they lined them up right there, that they were gonna run outside zone play. And so it was just basically anytime they get into a certain alignment, we'll call Fabo and know that it's an outside zone play. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Very cool. Um, so then now you reach it. What are you having to do now with the movie? You run around doing interviews like this or what's what's the game? Yes, plan? yes, yes. I'm running around doing interviews like this. I'm trying to inspire the world, change the world all at the same time, working with my foundation, which I started to, to do things similar to this um, and help try to build yeah. service. Yeah. So tell, tell, tell us more, man. What's what's the foundation about? What are you going to do with the foundation and what's what's Ray Ray doing today? Well, I'm looking to do an inpatient, bring in families, almost like a transition home. And so I'll, you know, buy a duplex or, you know, like a four-story unit, I mean, a four-unit uh, apartment building and put families in and work with them within the within the program. Okay. And so, and transition them out. And what so town are you doing this in Atlanta or where at? Yes, I'm looking to do it in Atlanta, yes. Yep. I'm looking to do it in Atlanta because I'm also working with this after-school program called Scholars Ed. They have 54 facilities between Canada and uh, America. Okay. And they're building more facilities. Uh, Jamal Lewis has a facility here in Atlanta. And I'm working with them to do something similar where it's an after-school program as well as something that ties into my foundation. Okay. So the kids get the educational you know, things that they need. And then I'm putting together a financial literacy course. Yep. to teach families to be more financially literate and how to keep their money and invest their money and not just save it. Um, well, that's, that's what I'm speaking now. Um, 
not that I wasn't speaking before, but now I'm speaking a lot more, of course. Uh, That's right. Getting the movie out. That's but, awesome, man. We need to connect afterwards. I'm on a board here in St. Louis. Kyle McClellan used to be a pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals, and uh, they do a lot of work uh, in Haiti and in North St. Louis uh, here where I'm at, St. Louis, Missouri. So we do a lot of those things you're talking about. We buy homes. But not we, I don't, but the, you know, I'm on the board. And so buy homes and then, you know, fix them up and then get families in them and they have a jobs program and you got to be to school on time. I mean, all sorts of things that are going on and they're doing a, just a bang up job with it. So happy to connect you with the right people and, and learn yes, from these folks. That'd be, that'd be wonderful. Um, yeah. I'm looking to partner with anybody and work with, because I, I essentially want to build a network yep. of people that understand what I'm doing and know what I'm trying to do, and then I'll keep you informed as I'm doing it. So it's almost like we're doing it. It's just like my village yep. of people and helping other people. So we go family from family. And so this is how we help this family. And then once we transition this family out, they can join the village. That's awesome. And so yeah, whether uh, you're in St. Louis or Atlanta, man, there's plenty of plenty of uh, opportunities out there to help people. Yes, 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 yes. And that's that's the goal uh, to be of service. Um, I invest. I started a trucking company. Uh, moving freight using 26 foot box trucks so some i'm doing as well i'm just trying to be involved as much as possible that's awesome it's great man well you're doing a great job and uh where do our listeners find more of you if you got somebody that's listening right now and they say hey we need a great speaker come in fire up the troops you know fire up their their staff their team whatever where do we find you for that where do we find you just to follow your story well uh i have a website for my foundation um and you also can contact me through it. It's www.rayraysafetynet.com. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, Ray Ray McHarris Bay on Facebook, Instagram, Ray McBay, R-A-Y-M-C-B-E-Y. Um, Twitter, at McHarris Bay, which is my last name. Um, I do have uh, some agencies that I'm working with, so uh, either uh, Big Speaks or APB Speaking Bureaus, Um both of them can have an agent to reach out to me and awesome. get in contact with me that way as well. But I'm, I'm always open. You can hit me up online and I'll go from there. Just like we did, man, the story. And this is what I, I, I think I love just about you and about just so many people in, in the world today. So I get done. I'm literally, I'm looking out right now where we watch our movies and I got done. I mean, the kids are sitting there. My wife's sitting there. We're watching the credits roll through and you know, you just feel good. You feel inspired, right? So if you haven't watched the movie, do yourself a favor, grab it with your kids and watch it. But I'm sitting there and I go to Instagram. I'm like, this guy's got to be on Instagram. I send you a message. And then it was that night, man, we were texting back and forth, you know, like 15 times, just like literally five minutes after the movie. And I'm thinking, here's a guy that's going through Disney plus. And I'm not saying this to brag about me. I'm saying this about you is the fact that you're so giving man and, and what you're going to do and the impact you're going to make is huge. So I, I appreciate you responding and, and jumping back on this show, man. It's going to be awesome watching you as you continue to grow and the things that you're going to do. Well, I appreciate you having me. Uh, I try to be um, accessible to, to all because I, I know that it's hard and I, I don't want anybody to feel like they're out there alone. That's right. And so, hey, I'm here uh, for anybody who, who could use any services. I try to help as much as possible. And I appreciate you for having me. And uh, Thank you for watching the movie and I'm glad you enjoyed it. Absolutely. Well, Ray Ray, man, it's been awesome having you. I appreciate you being on the circuit of success and uh, we'll shoot this your way when we're done and we'll get it out there. We'll inspire a bunch of people and, and hopefully help a lot of people along the way, man. So thanks for being with us. No problem. Man. Thanks for having me. Man.
Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.